true or false? You need a master's degree to become a dietitian. Answer will be at the end of the episode. And again, check out more real estate podcasts if you haven't. Okay? You'll enjoy it. Hey, y'all. I hope you're well. Welcome to another episode of Healthcare Boulevard. This is a podcast where we shine more light on healthcare. And our goal here is to provide more options to people looking to choose healthcare as a career path, regardless of their background. My name is Sena Kakpomo and I am your host and creator here. I thank you for tuning in. I appreciate your support. Remember, you can tune in on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. Without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Welcome back. How you're doing? We are here on a beautiful Sunday. I'm here with Erica, who is a holistic nutritionist. She's a whole lot of things. I'm going to have her introduce herself and we'll get started. Erica, welcome in. How you doing? Very well. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Of course. You're very welcome. Now, tell us a little bit more about yourself. So I Absolutely. I'm a mom and I'm a stepmom. I am a former Spanish teacher. <laughs> I taught Spanish for three years at the high school level, um, a counselor in a high school. I have my master's degree in counseling. And most recently, I'm a board certified holistic nutritionist. Wow. Okay. So let's dive into all of that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so you were a teacher. What got you into nutritionist, becoming a nutritionist after that? So teaching Spanish, actually, I fell into it. It was an accidental job. Um, I had a minor in it in college. I really loved the culture, but I didn't expect to use it. But finding a position as a counselor in a high school, when I was looking about 13, 14 years ago, unless somebody left, there was a vacancy. It was pretty impossible to get that job. So I was substituting at a high school. They offered me the position and I did. I loved it. I did it for three years. And with counseling, I think you, as you get to know people, you hear a lot of their struggles. And there's just so many issues with body image. And I just heard, have so many clients who have really, you know, I hear the way that they talk to themselves and you would never talk to a friend that way, but like we talk to ourselves this way all the time, you know, and it wasn't until, um, 2015, I ran the Boston Marathon. I was at, in my opinion, like athletically where I really wanted to be. I really enjoyed distance running and I found something that I loved. But in 2018, I was in a really bad car accident and Mm. (laughs) due to a seatbelt injury, I actually needed spine surgery. Wow! And they told me I couldn't run distance anymore and I was just destroyed. So I needed to Mm. find a new outlet and going through PT, I got really curious about the body and the way it heals itself and more into anatomy. And I started going down the holistic rabbit hole, so to speak. And it it really motivated me to look into what I could do to help people. And I knew that I was able to heal myself and I wanted to help other people too. So I I got certified. Wow. Okay. So let's get into your educational journey, your bachelor's degree, your master's and all of that. Tell us more about that. My bachelor's degree is in psychology with a minor in Spanish, and then my master's is in counseling. And then I went back and I did a nutrition program through AFPA, um, and that's a holistic nutrition program. And then I chose to be board certified. So technically the program is a year, and I think anyone with a high school education or higher can complete it, but board certification, you do need to have higher level education, like at least a bachelor's degree. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so you, you, did, you spend a year 
in the program and then you got your uh, your certification yes. to then be able to practice what was the difference because you are a holistic nutritionist yeah what is the difference in that training to to add that holistic to it so when you think about holistic nutrition, it is a little bit different than a registered dietitian or dietetics. Um, I'm not entirely focused on dieting. I'm actually focused on the whole person, you know, mind, body, spirit, the whole thing. Um, my counseling comes in extremely handy <laughs> mm -hmm. and it's more about getting to the root of the problem. Uh, people actually that come to see me, it's not just for weight loss, although I can help them with that. A lot of people have been suffering from chronic inflammation, which can manifest itself through eczema, hives, rosacea, gout. Um, mm -hmm. things like that so it's more about using food as medicine mm, that's amazing uh we we definitely need more of that because being on my side of of the healthcare field where by the time they are coming see me a lot of time but not all the time they're more ready for me to pull out my prescription pad and just try something but i am also more so of, more of a let's see what we can do holistically and and you know without our way of living and diet, not necessarily diet, but the way of eating, right? And can we drink more water? Can we do this and that? <laughs> you know, it's always surprising to me when somebody walks in with the UTI and they're like, oh yeah, it happens to me quite often. Like, you know, I get this like maybe three or four times a year. And I'm like, you know what, as a woman of our age and, you know, you're sexually active and all of that, it's common. But at the same time, is there anything we can talk about that you can do to sort of at least reduce the frequency in which it's happening? And you'll be surprised how many times like, mm, you know what? I actually don't drink that much water. That's interesting. I drink soda and coffee. Is water in coffee? You know? <laughs> I have I have a client who came to me with kidney stones, but he refuses to drink water. And I'm like, you mm -hmm. don't understand the correlation. And he's a physician. <laughs> Oh like, my God. Yeah, oh my I'm gosh. just not, I'm not good about it. I'm like, well, okay. And people are always horrified. It's so funny. You bring up water about the amount they actually need to drink. Cause it's based on body weight. They're like, I can't possibly need to drink that much water. I'm like, oh yes, you do. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it's funny. You mentioned that the, the, your client is a physician because I definitely know those of us who are healthcare providers are sometimes the worst patients. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's like, I know we hear it on TV, but it's so true in real life too. Like sometimes we are the worst patients. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you gotta kind of, you kind of catch us with a good time. Otherwise we're like, no, we're too busy. Like we can't do that. We only tell people what to do. We, why should we have to do it? <laughs> Take your own advice. Right. Can't do it. Exactly. exactly. Oh my God. But that's funny. So right now, are you still working as a counselor and nutritionist or are you focus solely on nutritionists? I'm doing both right now. So I coach clients at night, which is most convenient for them too, because a lot of my clients work full time. So Okay. So are you working as a private practice or are you working within a clinic or setting? I have an online, um, my own practice online, my own LLC in the state of Mass, um, but it does allow me to practice virtually. So I actually have an app that I built this past winter, right before Christmas time. It's available okay. on Apple and Google Play. So clients can download it onto their phone. There's a six week program to follow along with me. And then we do weekly coaching calls through Zoom like this. Okay, amazing. Now, how have you found the result of what you're doing with your clients? What are some of the um, outcomes? 
essentially. Oh my gosh. It's pretty amazing. I had um, a client who was just about my age. She was 38 and she had had a really complicated second pregnancy. She had undiagnosed help syndrome, which does happen sometimes crazy to believe. Um, so she was worried she was going to be a diabetic forever after that. And her, once she got her blood sugar back under control, she still had hypertension. She still had high blood pressure. And she just felt like she was too young to be taking medication. And after working with me, she is down to a quarter of the dose. And her physician said, if she keeps going down the same path she is, she won't need it. Mm -hmm. um, I also had another client who has had gout, I think he said for 15 years, 16 years, and he was on Alpyronol and Coltracine pretty much his entire life, but he didn't like the medication again. And he wasn't very compliant at taking it sometimes. But after working with me for just six weeks, um, his inflammatory markers started going down. And after 12 weeks, they were non-existent on his blood work. So he was able wow. to come up with his medication. Yeah. Wow. And of course, wow. I've had clients, you know, lose inches and lose weight. And they're excited about that too, um, which is, you know, but that's, it's like a result of, as you said before, proper nutrition. It just mm -hmm. starts to happen when you start feeding your body what it needs. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I dig it because sometimes it's, it's, I it, it, medication is such a weird thing because you sometimes see patients come in and they're like, oh, I've been on this hypertension medication for like 10 years or I've been on this, uh, you know, statin, high uh, cholesterol, hypercholesteremia medication for like 10 years. I don't even remember which doctor gave it to me, you know, and, and here's the thing you have. I've worked in urgent care and I'm still working in urgent care and family setting which is interesting. I, I didn't realize how much people use urgent care as a, oh, let me just go get my medication refill, right? And then just refill the medication and you will find them years later just on the same medication, but they're not sure whether they still even need it. So if you're on you're on statin, for example, for hyperlipidemia, mm -hmm. and you've been on this medication for 10 years, but you haven't gotten your blood checked for like five years, do you still need it? And sometimes, and sometimes it's these patients who are actually doing good with nutrition. They're like, oh yeah, I've lost like this many weight. I eat healthier now. But I mean, you know, I'm still taking the medication. I'm like, that's great. But I want to see, do you even still need this medication? You know? And it's so, it's so great to hear that because with some of the medications, especially, you know, any of the one for um, high blood pressure, if they're the type that really kind of, you know, rid your system of like a potassium or electrolyte, you can become imbalanced. Mm -hmm. You know, if you've really corrected the problem, um, it's my dad, it's funny you said that my dad was kind of one of my inspirations for always trying to eat well, because he had his first heart attack when I was only three years old, he was 30. Mm. Um, his dad had a bad beta rhythm and um, mm. they didn't know in the 1950s what that was. Right. He had a heart attack and they were just told my dad went on to have two more massive heart attacks and he's 67 years old right now and he's doing great and he eats well wow. and he walks every day and he's a big believer in, you know, trying to reduce the medication and do what you need to do to be healthy yeah absolutely absolutely and i say so many times like medications are great when you need them yes you know it's not something i don't ever want to prescribe a medication and be like all right you'll be on it for a lifetime right you can be but you don't have to be you Correct. know <laughs> right so I'm, I'm i'm very glad that that's out there and more, more and more people are realizing that and i am seeing more of my patients who are oh, you know what? Is that something I can do before I get on the medication? And they're actually doing it. They like, awesome. come back, they're like, I'm walking, you know, this many hours a day now and I'm moving more and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm a mom. I'm so proud of you right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome though. I know. I'm 
<laughs> so happy and proud to hear those patients doing what they can to you know, help their situation. Um, tell us then, what are some challenges you faced? Oh my goodness. So I think part of it is um, almost like deprogramming people. Um, mm. For some reason, they were really stuck in, in a diet mindset. And it's probably because of negative past experiences they've had with people or, you know, like I said, different things growing up, but they're always worried about counting calories or counting macros. Um, so it's kind of having that talk where if you're shifting more towards a whole foods diet, you don't need to worry about that. Um, mm -hmm. It's really processed food in that revolution that the, that the you know, especially the United States went through um, where the, the calorie counting mindset came in. And I think sometimes people are I don't think they do it on purpose, but they're either forgetful or they don't realize it's important to tell me, oh, by the way, I'm taking this supplement, which can really affect a lot of things. You know, they, they're kind of doing some stuff they got off Amazon or, you know, an Instagram ad, and they kind of forget to mention that. And it does take a long time, I think, when you are working with clients and you know with patients for them to trust you. So mm -hmm. they either are too embarrassed to tell me about their eating habits and what's really happening. Um, you know, that they're, you know, maybe they're casually eating M&Ms at work all day and they don't, you know, write, not that I make people write everything down, but I like to get an idea at least of one day in inventory of what an average day looks like. And they, they're worried about judgment, I think. And they have to understand, you know, it's coming to you. It's a safe place. It's, it's a judgment-free zone and I want to help them. So the more I know, the more I'm actually able to help. Right, right. And that's totally true. It's, it, there's a misconception that if it wasn't prescribed by, by a doctor, then you don't have to put in your medication. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And some of the stuff is kind of wild. I'm like, oh, there, there can be a lot of bad side effects. <laughs> yeah. 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 There's definitely that conception. Now tell us what is your work-life balance like? You know, the type of work that I do, it is in every part of my life, really. So it's, it's not too hard to find a balance because if, you know, you're focusing on making a really good recipe that you want to share with clients, or I share with my social media following, I'm going to try it with my family too, mm -hmm. you know, so I kind of integrate that. And I've tried to be better about, you know, mindfulness and meditation and even teaching, you know, our kids about it, which I think is important. My husband's a big believer in it too. So it's kind of my, my work is throughout my life, I guess. Yeah. That's amazing. Now, how are your kids with, eating and, and things like that. So I have my two stepchildren are a little bit older. They're in their twenties and they, they're funny. They, they're like, we want to do better, you know? And sometimes I won't tell them like what it is or that it's vegan and they eat it and they really like it. And I'm like, see, like, you don't have to think it's going to be like gross food. And my, my son, I'm pretty lucky um, because he's just not quite nine yet. So he'll, mm -hmm. he'll kind of eat anything right now. He's in a stage where he'll, I've always, he's always eaten what I've eaten though. I've never been the type to be like, oh, we're going to make two dinners. So it's like, this is what's right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and when you start them early, then there's, there's less pickiness, right? They don't have Absolutely. too many other variety of options to pick from. You're just being eating healthy since they're quick. <laughs> absolutely. But if he wants ice cream some night, you know, how about he's a kid, you know, like, yeah, hey. absolutely. Yeah. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I said, but, it, but no, like eating chicken nuggets, like five days a week. <laughs> Correct. And not ice cream for dinner. Like you have to have food in your belly first. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. That's one of my jokes with my husband. And I'm like, I'm like, you know what? what? Definitely the kids are not going to have ice cream for dinner or breakfast. He's like, and he's kidding, but he's like, why not? They're kids. Let them have it. I'm like, you're tripping. You are tripping. <laughs> <laughs> you always want to be like, you know what? You're too strict. I'm like, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not. And we don't even have kids yet. That's the funny thing. <laughs> you're like, we're disagreeing about our fictional children. You don't understand. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's the funny thing. <laughs> now, what do you do for fun? 
I really love to write. Um, I actually mm. write for Elephant Journal and online publications. Sometimes I do a lot of short stories. I love working out. I'm, I'm lucky that I, that's something that's an outlet for me. Um, mm. And my husband and I are both uh, journalists for a music magazine. So we volunteer, we go, we take pictures um, so we can cover some of the concerts and stuff. I started learning the camera. I was originally just the writer, but he started teaching the camera during COVID and I, I really, really like it, so. Oh, that's amazing. No, what are some of the stuff you write about? everything I've written for Elephant Journal is definitely my own life experience or, you know, my, my interaction with other people. So I'm not a very good, um, I can definitely write factual things too, of course, but it tends to be things that are really emotional for me. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's like a lot of writers have said it and it's the funniest thing when I need to write, I need to write and it doesn't take me long, but if I try to force it, I can't you know it has to kind of come naturally you got, yeah you gotta let it come to you that's fair and <laughs> what are some growth and leadership opportunities in your field whether so, for counseling or nutrition yeah absolutely i'm really loving that we're finally um acknowledging like scientifically that there's a connection between your brain and your gut so um I think there's going to be a lot more psychology coming into nutrition in the way that your, your neurological system really communicates. So it'd be kind of cool to go down that road. I think eventually I do love, you know, learning more and even continuing my education. So for me, it's kind of natural to want to dive into things that I think are interesting or up and coming. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what do you do to keep your education and knowledge up to date? The uh, American Naturopathic Association is where I'm board certified. So they have a lot of different um, continuing education opportunities online. I'm actually doing one right now on plant-based um, sports nutrition, which is really fascinating because athletes, you know, obviously require a little bit something different than most people, but they, there's a lot with autoimmune disease that I'm fascinated about too. Um, Cause I had struggled with chronic hives for so long. They were testing me for lupus. They had no idea what was going on. And it turned out it was most likely dietary and mm. when I, you know, a gut imbalance that was really doing it, which is crazy. Mm. So yeah, mm. love learning about that. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. And any future goals or aspirations professionally or personally? Yeah. You know, honestly, I, I really love the holistic approach. I love partnering with physicians and with chiropractors and, you know, that whole community, even chefs, um, there's a local restaurant and I love that he does like farm to table and he's really getting more into plant-based recipes. So I see myself partnering with him and doing some cool collaborations there. I don't want to say I want to be a career student because I know <laughs> I've kind of changed paths so many times, but I wouldn't take ND off the table entirely. I wouldn't mind going back eventually and doing it. Shout out to you. Shout <laughs> out to you. Okay? <laughs> it would be a lot, but you know what? I don't know. Who knows? You know, like, right. If your heart is in it, then it is right. in it. I can you tell never you say never. You never right. say never. That is very true. Right. Uh, I, my title being a physician assistant, a lot of time it's confused with medical assistant right oh, no. and yeah <laughs> yeah i know very different and so we are more of a younger a younger profession and you know some people don't know about it so a lot of time patients will be like oh you're a physician assistant so when are you you know when are you gonna finish your education and go to medical school and i'm like oh my gosh well i'm already done with my education that's why i'm wearing this white coat and seeing you i'm able to prescribe to you right. and number two i could go to medical school if i want to but i don't want to <laughs> right honestly i've seen my I pa i don't think i've ever even met my primary care all i see is the pa if i ever have to go like even for my annual physical you know i think i've only ever met my pa <laughs> yeah yeah so <laughs> a lot of clinics are utilizing advanced 
practitioners yeah. right now, PAs, NPs, for obvious reason, we can do majority of the work do that is yeah. done. <laughs> and it costs a lot, a lot less to hire us than if that's what hire an MD. So right. it costs less to the patient, to the clinician, and I mean, to the practice. So there's a lot more of that. People are more and more utilizing uh, us and NPs right now. And I love to see, I love to see. But yeah, there's definitely that, oh, interesting when are you going to medical school I'm like, i really don't want to oh my goodness you have to remind yourself you're like they don't mean it in a bad way it just no. comes across like you're like so i went to seven years of school yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly <laughs> exactly like, even no, it's it, it's funny you know people because they think you know a counselor in a school setting is different they're like wait so you need a master's degree i'm like yeah it's a 60 credit master's they're like oh yeah. really i'm like oh my gosh yeah <laughs> Yeah, almost as though like being able to see patients who are students or less, you know, less than being able to see non-student patients, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's amazing. Now, now before I let you go, tell us what can you give as an advice or encourage word of encouragement for somebody who wants to either pursue a holistic nutrition or a counseling because you are wearing both shoes. You know, honestly, I think the best advice I can give somebody is if they're drawn to something, like you said, if you enjoy it, then you're going to do it. And I, it was one of my favorite quotes. It's if you find yourself in the wrong story, then leave by Mo Williams, because I don't think it's ever too late in your life to change what you're doing, to change your body, uh, to mm -hmm. change your mindset, to change your career. You know, I think that if your heart's in it, then you're always going to find a way and don't be afraid of the amount of education. I think that really is off-putting to people, especially if they, they're going to do something like counseling, you know, it, it does seem like a lot of years of school, but it goes by really quick when you're enjoying it and you always make a way to make it work. So, yeah. And, and I, I definitely second that a lot of time when you are either in the program or getting ready to go in the program. And you think about that two, three, maybe four years that it would take you to get that educational and get to that home. It seems like so much, you're like, oh my gosh, you know, I had to do this and that, but it really does go by fast. And people tell you that, I know you don't believe us. I just know this because I didn't believe it when I was in PA school. <laughs> <laughs> this is the way that I, I tell people things, you know, because I, I used to run distance. I never once started a run or was going to run a marathon or a half marathon, wondering if I was going to finish, because if that was your mindset, it wasn't going to work out. I never worried about that. I took every long distance race, three miles at a time in my mind. Mm -hmm. So when three miles were done, there was just the next, three miles, right. you know, and that's how you should approach everything in your life. I think if you yeah. can, you know, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Cause when you are in there, you, it just seems like a lifetime and it's so hard and challenging yes. <laughs> and it seems like you're in school. It's sometimes it seems like when you're in school is when all of other life problems decide to like oh, pile sure. themselves on and yeah. you're like wait can I just deal with school now you're like no 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 you can deal with school and heartbreaks and whatever else and financial yep. problems problems <laughs> oh, yes it's it's so true but you know especially because you know you're in a helping profession and in a lot of people that you interview I've listened to your podcast or in helping professions especially when you know what it's like to help somebody it's just motivating you know, because you're not just doing it for you. You're, you're doing it to help other people. So it's much easier to get through. I think. It really is. It really is. And, and when you are done and you see you're able to do what you wanted to do, it feels amazing. And those years that you look back and you're like, hey, it's really not that bad. Right. It's true. You forget about them. 
it's like, you know, I think about, cause my son's going to be nine. I'm like, oh, I forgot about all those nights that he didn't sleep. Kind of not entirely though. No, <laughs> exactly. Not entirely, but kind no. of. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Thank you so much, Erica. Thank I appreciate you. you joining us. We had so much fun and share some light onto holistic nutrition. And I'm going to put your information in the description when I publish this so people can find you. Uh, for their own nutritional journey, their own counseling, what have you, and even if it's to just mentor, um, yeah. because I think you are a great force out here, as most of my guests are, and uh, it will be amazing to put you out there and be a great resource for the health community. Thank you so much. Of course. You have a beautiful Sunday. You too. Thank okay. you. Bye. -bye. Bye. Back for the answer. The answer is false. You do not need a master's degree to become a dietitian. You do, however, need a bachelor's degree to become a dietitian. Now, if you want to become a nutritionist, there are different ways about of going about that, as you you may have heard in uh, previous episodes. Already, ciao. All right, that's all I have for you today. Thank you again for joining me. I appreciate you. Please subscribe, follow, like, comment, and share. And uh, stay blessed. <laughs>